Hello, I'm Dr Matthew Davis. Uh, I'm an Associate Professor in Organisational Psychology here at Leeds University Business School. And I'm Helen Hughes. I'm also an Associate Professor um, here in Leeds University Business School um, and I'm also an Organisational Psychologist. And welcome to Leeds University Business School's Research and Innovation Podcast. Um, today, Helen and myself, we're going to be talking about all of the changes which are going on in the world of work at the moment, future offices, virtual working, and in particular, thinking about the effect on, on younger workers and our own students who are going into to work placements or their first jobs at the moment as well. Big topic, lots of disruption thanks to, to COVID-19, um, and we thought it would be useful just to, to set the scene at a moment here. Um, so just think about what we've seen over, over the last year that we've had the, the pandemic. Um, we've gone from a situation where about 12% of, of workers in the UK were working regularly from home um, to a point where during the, the first lockdown in, in March, 44% of the working population were, were working from home uh, the week they, the ONS were, were surveying. Um, and we've seen over time that that proportion of people working consistently from home remotely, uh, virtually from their, their teams and their co-workers um, has been fairly, fairly static as well. So this seems to be something that's, uh, that's holding up. Now, we know there's probably all sorts of implications of that, uh, both in terms of how we communicate with, with colleagues, what it means to be line managed, um, think about that experience of being at work. Um, but what does it really mean for people who are new to the workplace? Maybe you've never had a job before. Um, Helen, I know this is a real area of interest for you. Um, you. You lead on this within the business school. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that and your thoughts on this? Yeah, thanks, Matt. So, so as you, as you say, I'm involved in the, um, the the placement system that we have here in um, the university and in the business school, and we have every year around um, 200 students from the business school alone, and um, plenty more across the university more widely, who go out into industry for a year. And for a great number of those, they've not held a, a sort of long-term position before and um, may have had some ad hoc work. Uh, but very often, this is the first real exposure to a, a workplace and they get an awful lot out of this experience. So, um, you, you know, they, they build work relationships and um, they get involved in a, a huge variety of different projects and throughout their placement uh, or internship, they, they develop across a wide range of competencies. And, and that obviously then stands them in great stead for a future graduate role and, and so on. So, so we know that students generally who do uh, an internship um, have improved graduate outcomes for all sorts of, of reasons related to what they get from, um, from, from their internship. So, so we know that they, they, you know, they're more likely to get a job more quickly. They're more likely to get a, a higher paying job. That they're more likely to enjoy the job that they come to get as a graduate because they've got some experience of what they like and don't like and so on. But, but I think, as you say, what's so different and interesting at the moment with the the situation with COVID nineteen is that our students this year, for the first time, largely are are working predominantly from home. Um, if they if they haven't done that throughout the placement, they've at least done it for a really good chunk of it, either starting the placement working from home or working remotely or going in and out of lockdowns, as we've seen in the UK over the last um, you know eight, eight, nine months. So I think all of that has huge implications for, for the way um, students experience a placement, because 
as you pointed out, you know, one of the first things um, is that we, I mean, we can all identify with the idea that it would be really difficult to start a new job, as so many people are, uh, you know, having to do at the moment. It must be really, really difficult to start a new job in a pandemic where you're expected to work from home. But I think the issue with placements and internships is that this is particularly salient because it's magnified by the fact that these students have often never worked before. So all of the kind of things that, you know, you gradually learn about what's okay, what's not okay, how you work, how you navigate the workplace. You get a lot of cues from that kind of work environment, I think. You know, so you see what people wear, you see how they're dressed, you see how they work with each other you see how they enter meetings how they prepare um, and all of that is kind of lost if I think if you're working from home you, d- you don't see how people are preparing and it, what's involved in that that's re- that's really interesting Helen really really interesting so I think if we if we think of, so as psychologists I guess we take it for granted about the role of, of that social learning and that observation and particularly within organizations of understanding what the culture might be like and getting a sense of that and that that kind of informal kind of cue recognition as you you were saying but I wonder so I guess for for students who who haven't experienced world of work before I guess this virtual working is essentially normal isn't it this is what work is to them they don't have a reference point to you know I I would normally have a desk and I would have you know a the opportunity for a coffee break or this is a way that things would work so I wonder how that feeds into it Is, is this maybe this is less disruptive if you don't have that prior experience what do you think yeah, I mean, I think I think you could be right. And, and I mean, obviously, this is stuff that we need to understand and learn. Um, I mean, I have regular uh, drop in clinics virtually at the moment with um, with our placement students. And, and I'm hearing firsthand from them about some of the challenges that they're facing at the moment, which I know, obviously, you and I are going to develop in, into more of a research um, project in, in itself. But but I think the, the, the students that what they're telling me is difficult is the, the some of the kind of parameters around their their work environment because uh, as you say we would typically you know you enter a workplace for the first time you do a lot of that learning in in the workplace for a lot of our students and perhaps for the first time um, they haven't moved to a new city for instance to do their work they're based in their original student accommodation with their housemates that they've lived with you know for however long um, and so they're telling me or some of them are telling me that that you know their their social network if you like that is is still their their university friends and they just go to work uh, they just drop into these meetings and do the work they've been asked to do a bit like they would a university project in in a sense that's clearly not the case for everyone and actually i think there's also some quite interesting ways that some organizations are, are dealing with this so I heard, for instance, at least one quite major player in in uh, ha- has um, got some of their students to live together. So so they had like a kind of almost like a speed dating kind of Zoom call right at the start where all the interns met one another and um, and then they sort of met one another and then they were put into shared housing. So uh, they've moved cities and they're now living with people that work for the same organisation as them. And I think that potentially has, these kind of strategies are are probably really good ones in helping 
um, students to build a sense of community in the workplace that then transcends out into the home environment as well. Um, so, so I think there are these kind of creative things you can do and, and are doing. That's interesting, isn't it, Helen? But I wonder how many people uh, would welcome that level of uh, control or intrusion maybe into their, their domestic yeah. lives. But um, I guess if, you, if you're moving and, and so on um, and you're fresh, maybe there's more of an opportunity for this than... I think my wife would have a thing to say if I was uh, being told who to live with at, at this point. Um, but, but hearing you talk like that, Helen, I think it's, it's interesting when we look at what we know from the existing literature that's in, and the research that's been done looking at home working and virtual working, that's predominantly been, been conducted with people who have either been working for a company for a, a period of time and then been made a virtual worker. Yeah. So they already knew how the company worked and had relationships or it's a company that was set up for this and they've had very clear onboarding in place. And typically the workers who've been um, recruited in for these virtual roles have already got work experience. I think the group we're talking about here are quite different. But when I think about some of the the findings we have from the wider literature, we know there's a danger of people who work remotely or from home um, for long periods feeling that they're more professionally isolated um, and that they miss out on networking opportunities and, and so on, um, and that it affects how they, they share information, doesn't it, and, and knowledge. Yeah. And I guess the, the worry here might be that if you're more junior, you're even more reliant on those social interactions, that kind of uh, sharing of knowledge from people who've got more experience as well for that learning part. And I wonder how much this will have an impact. with the best one in the world of having maybe um, social groups or, or support groups that that lack of in the office overhearing conversations the chance to to observe your maybe your more experienced peers and how they approach work what the impact will be on on career development and i i wonder because you you, you've conducted research haven't you helen in the past looking at social networks and careers and things like this have you got any any tips maybe for for students or people who are starting out in their careers at the moment of ways they can try to to kind of build their networks and their, their kind of uh, relationships whilst we're in this situation? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a couple of the things that, that students are telling me at the moment they've found useful is, is to just make themselves known to people. I, th- I think there is a temptation to sort of creep into work and creep away um, as a student, you know, intern anyway, because, you know, you're, you, you can be quite shy about what, what you're bringing to the, to the organisation. And it can be difficult to intrude or feel like you're intruding on existing networks. Um, so I think making yourself known, you know, sort of sending those introductory emails and, and organize you know trying to to introduce yourself to people is really really important um but i think there is a, a danger that that you, there's got to be a reason for for that contact so people were in uh, particularly in covid you know everybody's really squeezed for time so so finding a way um you know what can you do for someone else rather than what you can do for me i think is is an important part of of this um, building of, of trust and, and careers and, and so on. Um, so I think being visible is, is one thing, but actually thinking about what you can offer to people in your organisation and, and to others is also very helpful. Lots of organisations have their tools and, and techniques that so they all have the kind of that the teams uh, set up and, and, and so on. So I think there's those things can also facilitate um, the, this kind of stuff. And, and I think, you know, primarily trying to build that relationship with uh, line managers and immediate colleagues is, is probably part of the what, what's necessary as well. But I think 
crucially, you know, we just don't know. A lot. We, I think at the moment we can take lessons from these different programmes of work that, that you and I and others have, have already got. But I think, um, you know, what's going to be really important is to think about the importance of understanding more about this. In, in the coming months and years and, and, and taking advantage, if you like, of the situation for the opportunities it brings us to understand more uh, about this topic. Um, so I know you and I, for instance, are, are going to be building on our own programmes, uh, separate programmes of, of work to, to kind of think about how uh, what we what we can learn from um from our current students uh, you know thinking about how how their uh, you know are there, are there differences in those who've worked from home from day one for the entire year uh, versus people that maybe started in the workplace and have now become remote workers you know so so I, so I know there's things we can do to track that and learn and and I think that's that's really got to be uh, the next thing for us. We're almost out of time. I think one thing I'd just add before we, we start to, to wrap things up is just, I think, you, you kind of hinted at this, Helen, in terms of being explicit, I think, as well. So a lot of the, the kind of implicit or the more subtle requests for help or, or what have you that we'd have when we're, we're face-to-face and non-verbal communications missing uh, when we're online. So I think one of the, the pieces of advice I think I would have for students is being confident in asking for help and, and making requests of of colleagues and supervisors when there's something you don't know or you'd like to get involved in something. I think if the research more widely tells us anything, it's the need to really manage those relationships more and, and, and be explicit about requests for knowledge and, and information also. Yeah. Um, so I think those who are passive um, you tend to, to end up being out of sight and out of mind, which can be, which can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but as you said, Helen, so we, we've got work ongoing and there's an opportunity, particularly if you're an employer and you're recruiting placement students into your organisation, or more generally, you've been involved in the recruitment of workers during the pandemic and, and, and getting them onboarded whilst you've been working virtually, we'd love to hear from you. Um, our contact details are at the, the bottom of the, the project pages um, and information for the, uh, at the bottom of the podcast. And equally, if you're a student in the business school at the moment, there'll be an opportunity to share your experiences uh, whilst you've been on placement um, and you can get in touch with Helen if you'd like to hear more about that. So with that, I'd like to just say thank you very much for for listening to today's episode. We'd love to hear from you and thank you for listening.